We have a surprise player who is reportedly interested in possibly coming to the Panthers. We're going to discuss that and more on this Thursday, July 21st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Thursday, July 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, it, it's it's crazy sometimes how the off-season, the ups and downs, and seeing who's reportedly interested in going where and who's not, and... Just about 2 p.m. yesterday was when a report from The Athletic sent out a list of teams that would possibly in, be interested in Calgary Flames winger Matthew Kachuk. And at the beginning of this offseason, I would have never thought that Matthew Kachuk would have even been available. For uh, I thought that he was going to... Be signing an extension him along with Johnny Gaudreau. And look what happens. Johnny Gaudreau signs with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Going out east for family reasons. And if you get an opportunity to read the article from Players Tribune. Excuse me. His open letter from the Players Tribune. You get to see more of the human side of why Johnny Gaudreau made the decision that he made. And good for him. I'm, I'm happy for Johnny Gaudreau. So now there leaves Matthew Kachuk at the beginning of the offseason. I thought that the Calgary Flames were going to be able to sign both of them. They did have the cap. They do have the cap space to sign both of them. But of course, seeing your your buddy that you shared a line with go, and now there's a little bit of uncertainty up in Alberta. So now with Kachuk. There's interest in him possibly going to quite a few teams. And this was first reported by The Athletic, but then it was shut down later by another another reporter. I'll, I'll get to The Athletic uh, report first. So Matthew Kachuk would sign a long-term deal in St. Louis, Vegas, Florida, Nashville, and Dallas. And then there was a tweet later on in that in the day talking about how the reports of those five teams is not accurate and this is a reporter that is based in calgary his name is eric francis so the maybe the 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 exact list of those five teams aren't accurate but there could be one or two that could be but the i i guess that tweet means those exact five and nothing else that's that's where I that's the that's what I read into that. But 
listen, I, as I was arriving home from my day job and seeing that report of Kachuk possibly being interested in going to the Panthers, I just looked at my phone like this. For those of you seeing on the YouTube, you could see it. And I just let a big old smile on my face. Why is that? Is that the the Florida Panthers continue to be a destination franchise for players to want to come here? And we've seen that in the in the last few years with Jumbo Joe Thornton, even though he's way he was way past his prime and in his early forties, and Claude Giroux most recently. Not expecting him to, wasn't expecting Giroux to be part of, be on the trade block last season. And look what happened. He ended up in Florida. Sure, they didn't win the cup, but the fact that they were able to get him and that there was interest in him to come down here is just, just great to see. And just when it comes to Kachuk and the Panthers, I really don't know how realistic a trade is. I'll I'll just say that right off the bat. I don't know how realistic it is. But it gives me a good sense of direction continuously with this team that they are going to continue to be an attractive destination. But there's still work to do still to continue that reputation and continue to want to be a place where people want to come. Because, you know, that perception can change real quick. You have, you miss the playoffs and all that can go right out the window. Or even if you make the playoffs and you and you get embarrassed in round one, that can very well go out the window as well. So that's what the Panthers, regardless of whether they bring Matthew Kachuk in or not, they got to make sure that they continue to prove to the to the hockey world that they are a destination franchise. And my mindset going into a possible trade for Matthew Kachuk is a zero expectations approach. I'm just going to sit back, enjoy the ride, and if Z- Bill Zito happens to pull this off, we'll be emotionally popping some bottles here, <laughs> emotionally. But it, it, it'll be, it, it, we spoke about championship window with the Panthers and how right now it seems to be a one to two year window for this team. Matthew Kachuk at 24 years old extends that big time. So what's it going to take for the Panthers to tried to get him it's not going to come cheap for them first of all it we're gonna discuss that next on here on this thursday edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast but first we're gonna tell you all about built bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds you probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends at built have given coconut brownie chunk the puff treatment that's right the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness but stop drooling and listen they're good for you low calorie low sugar high protein all delicious 
Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. Provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing. You can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're the same treat perfect when you have, have a craving, need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack. They are excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing me and get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing this conversation on this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And let's continue the conversation about Matthew Kachuk. And let's first of all discuss what his RFA status looks like. And this, these are a few tweets from the actual cap friendly Twitter page about uh, him going to salary arbitration, which by the way, uh, no Florida Panthers have uh, filed for salary arbitration. The only player left on the Florida Panthers that have RFA rights that needs to work out a contract is Henry Bowlby. And looks like that that's going to be something that's going to be announced soon as far as the the terms and the money. Don't don't expect a uh I don't expect a big uh cap hit for Henry Bowlby. So nothing to worry about for us uh Cats fans and no no salary arbitration for Bowlby. But going back to Matthew Kachuk, uh here's a tweet from Cat Friendly is Matthew Kachuk has accrued uh has six accrued seasons and therefore one year away from U- UFA. If if the Flames slash Kachuk go before before an arbitrator, he'll be awarded a one year deal that cannot be less than nine million dollars. Flames can still trade him before he goes to arbitration, but new team inherits the filing. Second part of it says Flames can still negotiate a new contract with Kachuk up until his arbitration date. However, negotiations are no longer permitted once the hearing begins. Flames could also sign and then trade him. Accepting his qualifying offer or signing an offer sheet are no longer an option. So that's the that's the thing. The Flames are protecting themselves from losing more than just Kachuk and not getting the proper assets for them. So that means in a possible trade, they're going to be asking for a lot in for for Matthew Kachuk, which the Florida Panthers have already given up quite a bit in this most recent trade deadline. So it's going to be a little harder. But also move for Matthew Kachuk has got to make sense in their present and their future. And like that tweet said, he's not going to have a deal less than $9 million. It's going to be a little hard for the Panthers, right? And present and future. It makes sense for their future. A year from now with a lot of cap opening up but if you're matthew kachuk you're looking for some term right now even at 24 years old nobody wants to go through ufa status multiple years so people want to get locked up so that they can go into an off season at ease go on vacation spend time with their families 
not have to worry about these. I mean, look at Gino Malkin about what he's got, what he went through during his negotiation. I know he's been uh, around for a long time, and but that's just an example of the this offseason specifically. So it's got to make sense financially in the now for the Panthers. So what would that mean? That would mean, obviously, a tr- Patrick Hornquist is part of that trade. You'd have to get. They, I think their asking price would be at least three first-round picks. This is a former six-overall pick from the 2016 draft, in the same draft as Austin Matthews, and it's it's gonna. They're gonna ask for quite a lot, and necessarily trading for Huberto doesn't necessarily make the most sense, in my opinion. We we know what the clear problems of this team is, and the clear pro, pro, holes of it are on the right side. Matthew Kachuk mostly played on the right side with Johnny Gaudreau, with Elias Lindholm, manning the middle. You would be taking the a part of the of the team that is pretty solid on that side and holes on the right hand side, and then just flipping them. Benefit is if you were to pull that off, is you're getting a younger version of Huberto and a guy who scores more goals. But again, this has to make sense in the present and the future. And this isn't saying that I'm for a trade of Kachuk for Huberto. But you're also going to have to possibly part ways with a Denisenko, a Lundell, which Bill Zito has a big emotional attachment to Lundell with that being his very first draft pick. There could be a tra- Mackie Samuskevich could be part of that as well, who looked like very NHL ready during his time at development camp, according to the people who were there in person, and a 2025 first, something along those lines. And the 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 assets or lack thereof is going to make this a little harder to pull off. However, if they do pull it off, we celebrate regardless, because this is a generational high profile player that's coming to your franchise that is going to extend that window. But once again, it has to fit into your present and your future as well. And with this offseason approach that Bill Zito has had, it maintains some of that flexibility even for next year to make a a splash, even if you re-sign a Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. Still work to do with having to trade the contract of Sergei Bobrovsky, but there's still ways to fit a possible bigger move next offseason. It's just about the how cap shot the Panthers are right now. And the fact that Matthew Kachuk isn't going to get anything under nine makes it a little hard for the Panthers. I would love Matthew Kachuk on this team. I'd be over the moon if they bring him in. 24 years old. Got 100 points for the first time in his career just recently. That That is a, and, and he's got, and his best years are ahead of him. So finding a way to get him here is, is something that I'd be very excited about. But we also got to be a little realistic here. And trading Kachuk for as well as putting, let's say, packaging Uyghur in it. 
you you still put a little bit of holes on the defensive uh, part of the team as well, unless you're asking for someone back on, on their end who's NHL ready to play and maybe a late uh, draft pick as well. I mean, they, they, they've done a trade before where when they traded for Sam Bennett, of course, it's not, you're not going to trade. You're, you're not going to trade as high as draft capital. You, you, you weren't going to trade as high as much draft capital for Sam Bennett as you would right now for Matthew Kachuk. That's just the truth. But you would get, you would hope to get at least a later round pick as well, along with that to maintain some of that flexibility as well. I don't know if it happens, but a great situation for the Panthers to be in that they are continuing to be that destination franchise and that, and, but it, again, if you're Bill Zito, make the call, see what's out there for Bradshaw living and see what his asking price is and go back, reevaluate and see if this makes sense for your team, because if you're going to bring Matthew Kachuk in, he's going to be here for a while because he's likely going to sign a seven-year deal, taking him all the way to his age 31 season. So you pick up the phone. Again, it, it's going to be it's going to be hard to to pull it off, but it's an exciting it's it, it's just exciting thinking about it, and that's why I have a zero expectations approach. If by this time tomorrow we hear that. Matthew Kachuk is traded somewhere else that's not Florida. You just put your hands up and just say, okay, we move on. And the Panthers still got to get to work on trying to prove that there's still that, that destination. In the next segment, we are going to discuss where I ultimately think that Matthew Kachuk is going to end up next season. Shall he be traded from the Calgary Flames. We're going to discuss that more on the third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Thursday, July 21st edition of Lockdown Panthers. And like I said, if those teams that were listed from the athletic happen to be those actual teams, you know, there's a lot of he said, he said, she said during this time of the offseason. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes a, a little bit of ruffling the feathers here for, for these GMs. And let's say, let's just, for the sake of argument, for this exercise and for these teams specifically that were listed what makes the most sense for Matthew Kachuk on where to go? And I think of all the teams that he could be going to, I think St. Louis makes the most sense because most of his childhood was being raised in St. Louis with his dad, Keith Kachuk, playing for the St. Louis Blues for seven years from 2001 to 2007. Was born in... Arizona when when Keith played for the Arizona excuse me Phoenix Coyotes at the time and I look at the St. Louis's St. Louis Blues cap situation and there's still kind of relationship problems at least reportedly out in public from Vladimir Tarasenko 
and the St. Louis Blues. And he has a year left on his contract with a cap hit of seven seven point five. Like I said, Matthew Kachuk is likely going to make nine starting next season. They still got to re- find a way to re-sign Ryan O'Reilly, who helped them get to a Stanley Cup just a few years ago. Their captain, well, wasn't the captain at was was not the captain at the time, but now is. Uh, extensions of Robert Thomas is going to kick in next season uh, for for the Blues, but it, but. Vladimir, Vladimir Tarasenko at age 30, it, it, it seems from the outside that that relationship is something that those two sides need to move on from based on various reports on how the medical staff has handled Tarasenko's health. And the St. Louis Blues do have the, the assets, the cap flexibility later on uh, for for their team they don't have too many uh expiring contracts next season of course Jordan Cairo bursted on the scene last season uh um playing in the in the middle six and Terrace you you put Kachuk right in that for them on that top line replacing Tarasenko and then Jordan Cairo is on that second line right wing it makes a lot of sense for the St. Louis Blues to make this trade you use dish out you dish out his 7.5 and you gotta for the st louis blues they'll have to probably make one more move in order to try to make it work and uh maybe trade as well like an ivan barbashev as well to create that space for matthew kachuk who's going to be a pending ufa come next season and even even for even a vet they could even do it for a veteran as well in Brandon Saad, who has term on his contract. Brandon Saad has four more years on his on his deal. Stanley Cup champion Brandon Saad, uh, who's approaching 30 years old as well. And, you, and you're getting someone out there for a younger 24-year-old for in Matthew Kachuk, who, again, 100 points for the first time in his career uh, for the sixth overall pick back in 2016 Vegas Vegas over the last few years have have become from one of the most liked teams easily one of the most hated teams in the in the NHL it's there's no denying that they 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 dished out Max Max Pacioretty for nothing after giving up so much to get him Thomas Tatar as well Nick Suzuki all in that trade. And if you combine the Thomas Tatar and Nick Suzuki trade, oh, the the amount that Vegas is giving has given up just to try to win now, only for them to fall flat on their face. Sure, they have Jack Eichel and Mark Stone on their team as well, but the team continues to be a little cap ignorant. And even next season for Vegas. They don't have too many expiring contracts, but they don't. They only have a less than five million dollars in cap space even for next season. And one of those expiring contracts is a former second overall pick in Nolan Patrick, and they got to see what they got in him too. Um, after trading him in a three-way trade with Philly and Nashville for Ryan Ellis and Cody Glass, they got to figure out what they have in him. So Vegas doesn't seem to me that makes 
really a lot of sense uh, cap wise for 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 Vegas. Dallas, though, let 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 me see what their cap situation uh, looks like. They could very well fit in him in right now without with without having to trade too much away. Obviously, they actually never mind. Uh, they still got to pay Jake Ottinger and Jason Robertson, who was part of the solution of their team, and you and those are likely going to take them to the cap ceiling. And they would, and of course, they just we we just saw them resign, um, excuse me, sign Mason Marchment, uh, just now. Uh, and the things, the contracts that are holding them back consistently, are those of Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan has had a a little bit of an injury history uh, at $9.8 million too, which is really hard for stars fans to swallow with five years left on that deal. A Jamie Ben contract would likely be a lot easier to move for them cap wise, but both Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben have no move clauses on their contracts. So a little harder for, for to move them and they got approve of a trade too. So, Dallas is going to be a little hard for them to 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 get a Matthew Kachuk because they got to pay Robertson and Ottinger, and it's likely gonna, with 11 million in cap space right now, it's going to take them likely to that cap ceiling. The Nashville they just signed uh, Philippe Forsberg to to a new deal, uh, so they're they're gonna they're gonna be right up there, and right now they have eight million in in cap space right now so they could they could actually they only have one rfa left to to sign which is yakov trenin a 25 year old left left wing slash center so they could very well fit matthew kachuk in immediately on their team as well and of course combinate and they have the draft capital they have a first and a second in the next three years along with multiple threes multiple fours as well next season. So they could package that in to bring a Matthew Kachuk. And though they'll, they'll have a lot of expensive contracts on their books in the next uh, few years, they'll be still in a compet, at least in a competitive window. And what David Paul has done as a lot of us from the outside saying that the predators should rebuild they have found a way to consistently continue to be in the postseason over and over and over again. It hasn't got them back to the Stanley Cup final like they were in 2017, but they continue to give themselves more more cracks at it for getting into the postseason. I don't know how much a, a trade for like for Ryan McDonough uh, takes them over that top. The takes them over the top as a guy who's 33 years old um coming into their team but hey he's still a reliable defenseman um that can mentor a pretty young group over there in in nashville well um not the not the youngest group but a a a good around the mid part of that just over the average age so a, a pretty veteran heavy group but not too old not like pittsburgh penguins uh old for for and boston bruins so the Preds could make sense. You'd just probably have to make one cap clearing trade along with along with the assets that they already have. But Vegas doesn't make any sense 
for 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 me. Dallas doesn't make too much sense neither because Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Florida, even even though we would love to see him in a Florida Panthers sweater, it just seems with the connection that he has to St. Louis that the destination, if I had to predict, is likely going to be St. Louis is going to be that destination for Matthew Kachuk to end up being in. But this was a fun exercise talking about the possibility of Kachuk coming to the Florida Panthers because the fact that, once again, a high-profile player is interested in your team that you that you cheer for and those listening to, to the show, it, it should get you excited too, even if he doesn't come. And you're probably thinking, why should I be excited uh, even if they don't get him? Is that we've endured a lot of losing for quite a long time with this team. And that there's a little bit of a sense of stability that that it's there. It, it, they're not going to get their big fish likely this offseason. Not expecting it. A no expectations approach once again. But another big fish signing for the Panthers. This last trade deadline for the Cats. It's not going to be their last big fish trade slash signing that the Panthers are going to get. Especially with how that especially since still the core of their team is in their prime and a, and a good majority of their opening night roster from last year is back this year. I, I got a really good feeling that, that yes, they'll likely miss out on Kachuk, but yes, there's another big, big splash signing or trade on the way for the Panthers sometime in the next year. And I was just looking up, 20, the 2023 uh, UFA class coming up next season. There's quite a, a few big names on, on there. And today is not the day to necessarily discuss that because we're running out of time. But there will be options for the Panthers there to, to make something happen. Thank you for listening to this Thursday July 21st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It, for trade proposals for Matthew Kachuk, feel free to DM at me at LO underscore FLA Panthers, even my personal account at MondoMan12, and tell me what your proposed trades would be for the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames to bring Matthew Kachuk here. Again, it has to make sense cap-wise in their present and their future. But hey, let, give give yourself an opportunity to have a little bit of a fun exercise uh, for yourselves in or, in order to in order to see in in order to just dream a little. Give yourself an opportunity to dream. It, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world to to be able to do that. But send 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 yours over right over right over here at Lockdown Panthers tomorrow on Lockdown Panthers. We're going to be bringing in. Nick Fairbanks of PantherParkway.com for a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show where, where we're going to discuss more of the Panthers offseason and play, be, play maybe some more what-if scenarios for the Panthers in their past, present, and future of the franchise. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time 
the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Road, and we'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.